Welcome to VGK Today, presented by MGM Rewards, a daily podcast bringing you an inside look at the Vegas Golden Knights 2023 Stanley Cup playoff run. I'm Justin Russo with the Golden Knights on Friday, April 28th, and last night the VGK became the first team in the Stanley Cup playoffs to clinch their spot in the second round, eliminating the Winnipeg Jets with a 4-1 win in Game 5 from T-Mobile Arena. The Knights gave the Jets nothing early on and raced out to a 4-0 lead in what was one of their finest games of the season, saved for the perfect time. Today we welcome on Dan Duba and Gary Lawless, who broke down last night's action right after the final whistle. The Vegas Golden Knights march on, winning the opening round in five games, defeated the Jets 4-1 in Game 5. Gary Lawless, this might have been the strongest performance we've seen from the Golden Knights, though they give up a goal in the third period, especially the first 40 was about as good as it gets. Yeah, I think they flexed their muscles in the sense that uh, their depth was uh, on full display. You have McNabb and Theodore out of the lineup. You have, and you counter with Hutton and Pahal. Phil Kessel is a healthy scratch tonight, and that's because Will Carrier is healthy. The health has never been like this, really, in a couple of years, and the last time the Golden Knights went on a real good run all the way to the final, and they've been to the, to the final four three times, but the time they went to the final, they didn't have Mark Stone, they didn't have Jack Eichel, they didn't have Alex Petrangelo, and those are really high, high-end players, and they don't have to rely on, you know, Eichel had two goals one game. Stone exploded tonight. Chandler Stevenson, while well, he was on the other side the last time they were in a final, he explodes tonight. So uh, I, I think we're seeing the Golden Knights. I think they defend better than they ever have. They have more depth. They have more star power. And Bruce Cassidy might be the best coach we've seen here. He's gotten an awful lot out of this group. Jordan Lant got to the final. So until someone else does that, Turk owns the crown. But Bruce, is, he's on his way to making a push. There are a number of areas we could discuss as it relates to Bruce being in that conversation. One of the areas that maybe we'll key on that Bruce himself pointed to in our radio pregame interview going into game five, the interior scoring. When the Knights' playoff runs have come up short in the past, they couldn't score, they couldn't get to the inside. This team, whether it's at even strength primarily, and even the power play goal. But this team gets to the inside, and they are not only getting chances from there, they are finishing from there. Well, there's no talk of Holtby, Demko, Hudobin, Price. You're not hearing that, those, that kind of conversation right now. The goal you're hearing about is Loren Brassois. Smith and Carlson up front for Vegas. Hagen Whitecloud are the defensemen. Jets coming in, rink wide pass left, Dylan shoots, save, rebound in front, sliding glove, save! Oh, Brossois recovers and makes a wonderful stop on the rebound. Brendan Dillon with the initial bid, Adam Lowry following up, and somehow, Lauren Brossois recovered just in the nick of time. Legend of LB, continuing to grow. And the guy at the other end of the ice, who is the Vesna winner and comes into the series with all the accolades. He's dead, dead, done by his old understudy. Who has been 
tremendous. In the last two games, he allows one goal tonight, only two in game four. So as the series has gone on, Lauren, Lauren has gotten more comfortable, and I think the defense has done a better and be, has done. A, they've improved, and they were razor sharp early tonight. Like they, the effort in the first and second period was just there was no room for Winnipeg. They got nothing. They didn't score until they pulled their goalie in the third period. So uh, I just think that Bruce Cassidy, his system, how he wants things done, and how he's held people accountable, and the players buying in and using all of their skills to play like that, it was all on display tonight. The first two periods were as good as we've seen the Golden Knights this season. And that strong play from the Golden Knights, not only in today's game, but throughout the entire series, really frustrated the Winnipeg Jets, and it especially did so to their head coach, Rick Bonus, who was irate after the Game 5 loss. Overall thoughts, I'm so disappointed and disgusted right now. That's my thoughts. Where does the disgust come from? No pushback. But it's the same crap we saw in February. It was. That's why, so as soon as we were challenging for first place and teams were coming after us, we had no pushback. This series, we had no pushback. Their better players were so much better than ours, it's not even close. Mark Stone missed the last 39 games of the regular season. Game one happens, Knights lose. Mark had, we'll call it rust, two back surgeries in less than a calendar year. Since then, four game scoring streak, eight points, two three point games. In his career, he has four three-point playoff games. Two of them in this series. Howden plays a rink wide right. Petrangelo sends it in. Hellebuck a touch behind his net. Puck around the boards. Off Stone's blade. Gloves it out of the air. Turns and shoots. He scores! Two-nothing Vegas. Mark Stone, second point of the day. His head coach says he processes the game faster than anybody in the National Hockey League. After the play was deep in the zone, Petrangelo pinched and went off Stone's stick twice out of midair. Then he gloved it down to his own stick and rips it inside the top right corner. Looked like he was playing hacky sack or two-touch. He puts it in the back of the net to make it a 2-0 Vegas lead. Mark Stone contributes to this team, impacts this team, in which ways most importantly? I, I think it's a split because as good as he is on the ice, he's just, he's just, he's that good as well in the dressing room. And as good as he is in the dressing room, he's just that good on the ice as well. So I don't, I, you know, I don't think you'd want to take one part over the other. I think that the guy that leads is, that that's the intangible, you love it, but the guy that goes out on the ice and, and produces and is good defensively, steals pucks, does all those good things, that's just as important as well. So it's the whole package with Mark Stone. I did a win an interview on Winnipeg Radio just prior to Game 2. And one of the questioners said to me, he had two questions for me. Who are they going to use when they have to yank Brassois? And how long can can Vegas afford to wait for Mark Stone? And like I think by the end of that night, he would have liked to have retracted both those statements because Brassois got the win and Stone started to impact the series in that game. Well, tonight that questioner is saying, "Burn that tape." 
I don't want anyone to, to hear me asking those questions because the rest of the series, well, Brassois goes undefeated the rest of the, the, the series. And, and the, the, there's no if, and, or but. He was better than Connor Hellebuck. And Mark Stone, he found his game and he was better than anybody, any skater Winnipeg had to offer. Annabelle, did you have a final question? How is Mark Stone being helpful since he has uh, came back from his injury? Well, he scores goals, he makes plays, he lifts the team, gives us energy, uh, kills penalties, plays on the power play. Did I forget anything, Annabelle? No. No, he's, uh, <laughs> you know, he's a top guy for us for a reason, and, and I think he exudes um, that passion for the game, and I think that, that spreads to the rest of the guys when he's on. So that's what we missed when he was out. Uh, we held... A, held a, Held our own, but sure nice to have him back. And nice to see you, our good luck charm. Thanks for coming. <clears throat> Thank you. Hellebuck gives up three goals or more in four consecutive playoff games. That had never happened in his postseason career. Of course, the Knights had beaten him four straight Western Conference Final in 2018, but it was tighter. Remember that clinching game? Ryan Reeves scores the clincher, but that was a tight, tight series. The Knights pulled away here. And I wonder from what they did, the way that they finished this, what do they take forward most as they go into this little window here before the second round begins against either the Oilers or the Kings? What do you take most? Oh, the first two periods tonight, I think, is, you know, Bruce Cassidy will say to them, you play like that, you play like that, and we have a chance not just to get to the Stanley Cup, but to win it. That, they play that kind of hockey. Against and I don't care if it's against McDavid or if it gets Pasternak or whoever you want to put up there. They there was no room, and that will frustrate anybody in the NHL. That was I'll tell, I haven't seen hockey like that very often. It was very very impressive. Fifty five times this year, and as I've said this a lot, we're not a team that just trucks teams. You know what I mean? We're we're good. And when we're on our game in a hurry, we look like we did in the first period where we're right on top of them, creating the better chances. Second half of game two, uh, early game three. So there's, it's just for us, I've always, I said it all along, for us it's to get that to that 60 minute. And the deeper you go in the playoffs, you have to be closer to that because you start playing, you know, two teams are left or the eight teams that are left in this case, um, you know, they're usually playing the best. So that's what we do well is find ways to win. What we don't do well at time is stay on our game, and that's up to me to make sure we find solutions to why. And but we got a veteran group. I think they they know that they let their foot off the gas a little today, and um, but did what they had to do. Blocked a lot of shots. Worked hard to keep it out of our net. For us, um, finding ways to win has been a motto for us all year, and I don't think our stats show that we're one of the best teams in any particular category except wins, and that's what you play for. What do you think about the way that they did it? They have personnel that they use today. Carrier goes in. You know, it's been a physical, intense series. Today, the Knights out-hit the Jets. The Jets had been out-hitting the Knights for several games. Carrier goes in. He averages five hits per playoff game through his career. When you think about who goes in and then also who comes out, you know, if you have a higher skill series, there's Phil Kessel, who's played 100 playoff games. On the blue line, you talked a little bit about Cassidy Systems. You take out McNabb, you take out Theodore. I mean, staples of this organization through five years. In goes Ben Hutton, in goes Pahal. Those guys had never played playoff games. 
Mahal's in a different circumstance. He's early in his pro career. Ben Hutton has played close to 500 pro games, yet those guys did not look out of place. They've been great. They're, they're playing with a lot of poise. Um, can't say enough about Ben Hutton. Every time he's gotten the opportunity to put in, uh, to be put in, he, he comes in, he plays with a lot of poise. He's so confident in, in, in how he moves the puck and his gaps and honestly every part of his game. So uh, it, it's great to have a guy like that who, who can pop in and make an immediate impact. Absolutely not. And, well, you know, Nick Hag led the Golden Knights in ice time tonight, not Alex Petrangelo, who had led in every other game in the series. And that tells you an awful lot about, you know, how John Stevens and Bruce Cassidy have brought this group together and how they play. They have a system, play within that system. You know, I think there are going to be games where you're going to want to get offense from your back end and you're going to want to have Theodore there for that. But these guys, they defended very well. There was some rough going. Pahal didn't fade away from, from that in, in any, any fashion. So, uh, again, I, I think Kelly McCrimmon is the fourth star tonight in the sense that there's so much depth in Vegas right now. The four lines that they put out there tonight were very impressive. Every line was dominant, and you know, Winnipeg was depleted for sure. But Vegas was depleted tonight as well, and and it didn't bother them. It they they didn't blink. They just said, okay, there's two guys in the lineup. We'll put two guys in, and we'll go out and play our best game of the series. Alex Petrangelo finishes the series with five assists, but no goals from Knights defenseman Theodore. Thought we had. I saw him score one, but Ivan Barbashev tipped it. We'll see how the offense unfolds because you know that the Knights can score from their blue line. Last thought on today's Game 5 victory. The Knights gave the Jets zero power plays. Now, Winnipeg, for the last eight or so minutes of the third period, had its goaltender pulled to a six-on-five. It was almost like the Knights were shorthanded. But statistically, in the regular season, the Knights, by far, fewest times shorthanded in the league and what that bar will be for the officials. Because early in this series, when the Knights were in penalty trouble and they gave up five power play goals in this series, the special teams had been very much in Winnipeg's hands. Today, they give the Jets no power plays and they go one for two on the power play themselves. Yeah, you know, the referees are watching this series. The series supervisor is watching this series. And as new referees come in, he's saying to them, you know, Winnipeg doesn't take penalties, or Vegas doesn't take penalties. They check with their legs. And the referees are getting that message. And if the, if the Golden Knights aren't slashing or, you know, uh, or tripping, then they're, it's, or getting into scrums and taking roughing penalties, it's really hard to tag them. And, and let's be honest, the referees put their whistles away early in the second, and the Jets got away with a number of tripping infractions, like blatant ones. So this, you know, if anyone had has any complaints about the fishing tonight, officiating tonight, it's the Golden Knights, not the Jets. So Vegas wins the series. They move on. We'll play the winner of the Kings and the Oilers. Those teams play game six of this series. Saturday, Oilers can clinch it, or the Kings can force a game seven. When you look at that series, Gary, Golden Knights fans will be eager to watch. What should they have an eye on as the Oilers look to clinch? Well, start with Dreisaitl and McDavid because they've been tremendous. I don't know what LA's going to do with their goaltending. They pulled Corpusalo in the last game and went to Copley, and, and that didn't help. The, the, the Oilers were dominant in the last game. Uh, it'll be interesting to see if the Kings 
can provide a counterpunch. Now they're at home and uh, uh, they've got some experienced players over there. But so far, McDavid and Dreisaitl have looked to be too much for them. Uh, the power play is operating at almost 60%. So to me, that would be a really interesting matchup versus Vegas. Now the reason Edmonton gets draws a lot of penalties because of their speed. But Vegas is fast too, and they check together. They, check, they, they don't try and do things one-on-one, and which is what the Oilers try. Try and isolate you. Try and have McDavid or Dreisaitl beat you, and then you haul them down. I, I, Vegas and Edmonton would be a tremendous series. I'm sure the Golden Knights players, coaches, management, fans, broadcasters root for that series to go seven and both game six and game seven to go to overtime, if not multiple overtimes. Yeah, you know, this is the Vegas is done. They are home and cooled out. They're waiting. So if, you know, wear and tear on the on their opponents happens in the next game or two games, that's advantage Vegas. And then we'll see whenever round two starts. We don't know yet. It depends, of course, on the outcome of that series. Gary, should be fun whenever it starts. Can't wait. And we'll be here, Dan, you and I, in the booth calling the games on radio. That's right. Dan and Gary will be with you the entire way for every single VGK playoff game right until the very end. Great insight by both of them into the win and the entire series as a whole, wrapping the whole thing up. And now the Knights simply have to rest up and wait. We're not sure when they're going to get game one of that next series. Still waiting on every other series to finish up. Knights the first team to advance to the second round. And it's crazy with all the parity that we see in the playoffs this season. Makes it all the more impressive that Vegas was able to really take the reins of this series and storm back and win it in just five games after losing that first one at home. So for the VGK, a big series win. And now they get some well-needed rest ahead of round two. And hey, while we might not know the day that the VGK are going to play that first game of round two... We do have news on ticketing. If you are looking to head down to T-Mobile Arena for the second round of the Stanley Cup playoffs, round two strips and single game tickets will be on sale today at 1 o'clock Pacific time. 1 o'clock Pacific time, single game tickets and round two strips will go on sale. For those of you who are season ticket holders, partial plan holders, can't wait list members, and 2023-24 season ticket members, you will have pre-sale access to round two tickets today at 11 a.m. So, If you fall in any of those categories, 11 a.m. is the time you're going to want to get tickets to the second round of the Stanley Cup playoffs. And with the VGK playing the way they are right now, let's hope that they can keep this train moving, but get down to the second round and see the Golden Knights at T-Mobile Arena for whoever they may play, whether it's the Edmonton Oilers or the LA Kings. Should be a great series either way. Get down to T-Mobile Arena for the second round. I'll take a second as well to remind you to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts so you don't miss a moment of the team's quest for the Stanley Cup right here on VGK Today. Tomorrow, Brian McCormick joins the show as the VGK begin their holding pattern, waiting for their second-round opponent and getting some well-needed rest in the meantime. Justin Russo signing off for Episode 12 of VGK Today, presented by MGM Rewards. MGM Rewards.